0: Good morning and welcome to episode 133 of Speech Service. It's me Chris Wayne, speech service. So I did a coffee morning yesterday with a lovely charity called AP Cymru. Um, I've been working with them since I went to, literally I went to Dubai um, when Izzy was like four weeks old. Um, This was 2012. When I was on the shuttle bus from the Car parked at the airport and I got a message from Karen at Autism Puzzles um, and uh, they've rebranded as AP Cymru. And um, ever since we've been in contact today, um, I am trying to do a lot more with them um, at the moment. So I'm booked in for frequent, I think it's every six weeks, um, coffee morning type approach. At uh, the moment it's all in Zoom, apparently, it's been in person. <clears throat> so it's basically Uh, Yes. So yesterday's an example of. We had five families turn up. So five parents turn up. um, They um, present their kind of the kind of what they what their child is doing and what their concerns are with, um, and give me a bit of an update in terms of or give me kind of biop them a biography of kind of the situation they're in, and then I give some somewhat generic advice because I can't give kind of um very specific advice that's being the child but I kind of signpost and kind of signpost to particular apps, signpost of particular therapy approaches that they can then to speak to their NHS pets to be about. And yesterday we had five different families and they were five very different sets of concerns around frustration, around behaviour, around moving child on with pets, around um, what they call, um, I can't remember. But it's strange because all of them um, ended up getting very similar advice. Because I, uh, so, what, so one, one in particular, they um, they're under a, a speech therapist and they're going through kind of this, the phases of X And this little one can now kind of request, I want Apple. um and the. The therapist would go back to the textbook and say, Right, what do we need to do next? Okay, he can travel, he persistent, he he's initiating communication, he's able to request what he wants, I want apple. And the therapist has out with the the target or okay, now 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 he needs to um, introduce the attributes or the colour of the apple. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, I want red apple, I want green apple and I'd explain this parent, I am like, Look, um, do they eat red or green apples? No, they only eat one-color apples, which is red. So, will he ever request a green apple? No, because he, he doesn't like it. i like, okay, so let's, let's strip this back from a functional perspective. Why, are, why have we got to target that is, yes, going through the pages of the manual and working out what do we do next? Next, we introduce attributes, um, but without thinking about the actual function of the approach function of the communication approach. So I explained, look, I, I I can't give you step advice, but what I would go back to your NHS, be therapist to talk to about is, one, is PECS the right approach? Because the autistic community is kind of um, you know, a lot of the autistic community that I'm listening to are uh, very clear in terms of their stance on PECS and it not being um, the, the best approach, let's say, I'm trying to be gloss it over a little, um, and therefore, because it doesn't assume communicative competence, and if we want to assume competence, we need to be able to offer in a hell of a lot more choices than a red apple or a green apple for a, a five-year-old. So I said, look, what I would be looking at so if you are going to stick with pecs, then it's, it's down to you're, you're the parent, and you look at the options, you um, you you aren't you don't just get completely guided by the speed surface, you're able to go back and have some feedback, provide feedback, and you've been reading in articles and seeking additional advice and this is what I think might work as well and I said look in terms of attribute, colours in this particular situation doesn't make any sense but, but sizes might so I want big piece of apple I want little piece of apple that might, interest, that might increase the, the, the length of the sentence but what's the point in increasing the length of the sentence just for the sake of it so there's no functional need to do it so what I what I might go back to get, back to the therapist and say is look, well, I I totally get PEX is the approach that we're using right now. Um, I've done some research and I want to introduce the subject to the centre. I want my little one to look around the room and decide who they're going to request the the, the piece of apple from. Um, are they going to ask to request it from mum, from dad, or from the speech therapist, from the teacher, from the teacher assistant, from their siblings? And therefore, he then introduce the word mum um, with the picture of you, the photograph of you or, or an icon of you, the word mum, and then that goes at the start of the sentence. And then it could be mum, and then I said, I'm not really a fan of I-1. Um, it, 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 it's kind of that's been around for decades now, and we've all been sticking to I-1. And I said, oh, what about the words can I have or may I have or whatever it is? Let's try and think of an alternative verb. Um, it's in order to access what we want, so we've got options. So we've got a couple of options. So um, and the sentence might then look like, "Mum, even if it's, I want mum. I want apple. Or mum, can I have apple? Mum, may I have apple?" Then it's. So, but how is how are you get on with text? So we are losing a lot of the icons? But uh, we can. We sometimes struggle with the with text. And this is couple say parents are simple. Um, the approach that a lot of therapists are using right now are the communication board So it's essentially all your pet cards um, over a number of boards with steps, kind of. Um, the words? Kind of core parts of the board that are the same. So you might all you might have all the subjects there which are colour coded. You've got all the birds there that are colour coded. You might have the word more on every page. Uh, you might have the word toilet at the top of every page. You so can like easy access to kind of functional phrases that are quite frequently used. Um, and then you might have a, a few different boards that representing different activities. Um I said but then what we're also looking at then is we're looking at apps because yes the board is more dynamic than just using pets in my opinion. Um, and it and it lends itself to be a bit to me to be, to be a bit more functional because you're not just following through the phases for the sake of following through the phases, you're thinking, okay, how can I best support certain communication skills? He said, so then we've got we've got apps like ProLock What's Go, we've got um Grid Player. <coughs> so I advise a lot of families to just a download a good Player and just play around with it. I said, well, feel free to just look. There's, there's no harm that can be done. Um and you, by you using that then these communication apps, so these voice power communication aid with your children, um then they will see the impact that it has, and then they may decide to use it. We're just giving different options, but a more dynamic approach would be using a a communication aid as an app on the iPad or on the tablet, or whatever you can download it on. And just seeing how that goes, rather than restricting options to the words I want, the colors red or green, and the options of apple versus pear, for example. um, So, <clears throat> and one of the parents is asking about kind of when my one uh, when my little ones frustrated, they put a blanket over their head and they don't use their voice to communicate. Whereas they're not frustrated and they're less anxious, they're more likely to use their voice. So, we've kind of talked about, um, selective, like selective mutism. We talked about the anxiety um, that's kind of heavily linked, uh, entwined with with children that are autistic, and how. When they're feeling anxious, they're more like they are possibly more likely to not want to use their voice, and therefore let's look at alternative options. But unfortunately, what we—what what lots of therapists have done for years is think, oh well, this this child has a voice; they can use their voice. Let's try and push them to use their voice. But in fact, when when you're you when you're feeling anxious, you're either. You either don't want to or you're not able to use your voice, let's look at alternative systems. And then we can going straight back to grid player, going back to predictive text. We're going to look at all these different options in terms of technology that exist that allow these young people to communicate when they are feeling anxious or when they just, if, they, if that's a preferred route of communication, then that's a preferred route. And one of the families are asking about how we can get. <clears throat> their little ones to say that, um, their parents' kind of names, and mum and dad. And said that can't be a target, unfortunately. They said it's, it's sometimes a byproduct of using communication support, support aids such as um, communication board, using uh, an app, or even using text. But it, that can't be, in my mind, it's never gonna be a target. <laughs> but it, it is often the byproduct, if they're already using words, is often the byproduct of doing a therapy approach and being consistent and expanding their access to all vocabulary <coughs> that they might start to use their voice a little bit more but I think putting the emphasis on communication and developing their communication skills and offering as many alternatives as possible in terms of a communication in terms of that communication that they're using, um, I mean I I've, I was a fan of PECS because I was trained in PECS, I used it for years, and for some children PECS works incredibly well in terms of it opens up the door for them to be able to communicate and initiate communication and ask for things that they want to ask for, um, but then I look at the adult work that I've done <clears throat> with adolescents and adults um, that are autistic and I've never seen PECS outside of education. I've never seen it used in social care. i have never seen it used in supported living. Um, communication boards a little bit more. Um, you, get, you see, um, nowadays, I'm seeing communication apps used absolutely everywhere. So because they're transferable, moving into a supported living, moving into a care home, the technology, because people aren't as scared of using a communication app as they would be in using text cards or a communication board, because people are so used to technology. And these apps are relatively intuitive that it's, it just means that, my my concern is we, when we're setting up systems, and I mean for one, setting up systems is just go up working through the pages, working through the phases for the sake of working through the phases, and not thinking functional. But also, what do we expect our young people to have access to in the future? And technology is the future. Um, so if technology is the future, and um, and they and they're able to use it, then I'm a big advocate for pushing technology. And I know we've got so many barriers to accessing higher tech and communication. Aid. Cost is a massive barrier. Access to the internet is a barrier across across some areas, but and then also access to a speech therapy therapist who is competent in or, in order to set up. Communication um, aids in terms of the higher tech apps because a lot of them have been trained in, it's been my experience that locally, a lot are trained and focused in using the um, PECs or Makaton or potentially communication boards, but they, their mindset is that we shouldn't move on to high tech until they're competent in using low tech. And that's been proved by. Like so many members of the autistic community um, and that's who we should be listening to and I know there's no single voice from any community there's no single one speech therapist who's autistic there's no single autistic voice of the community um, so we have to keep our ears to ground and listen and just listen as much as possible um, and the very nice thing about working with A V Cooper is every single member of the team um, is neurodivergent and and it's it's amazing um, kind of working with them because they come at things all of them come at things come at come at any approach from different angles and the level of creativity in terms of okay have they thought about this have they thought about this and this is the charge that I've seen thousands of families and these and most the vast majority of these families are not don't have any access to kind of speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational psychology, clinical psychology. They they are essentially a, a group of families that have become experts in what in their own children and they share experiences and um, it's, it's an amazing, amazing charity to work with um, right, I'm driving to I've only got another two hour drive today so it's quite local so heading um, to two sessions today. day uh, I've absolutely no idea what I'm going into I know the ages of the children I know their diagnoses um I don't like I say, I don't like to read too much in um into what's been done with the child up to now. Um I like to go in completely fresh. Um so that's the plan today. Uh, I'm meeting with another, another speech therapist as part of it. Um so I'm looking forward to that. It's always nice touching base another therapist. Have another day, take care, bye.